Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mark Bell's Power Project Podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Element Electrolytes. In SEMA, uh, when you think of electrolytes, I, th- I mean, me personally, I think of rehydration. So I'm thinking post-workout, maybe intra-workout. But you, you like to take them pre-workout. Why is that? So it's, it's funny. A lot of people ask me, what do I like using pre-workout or what's my pre-workout drink? In the past, I used to use things like NO Explode. And if anybody knows... <sighs> Maybe it was a bad batch, but NO Explode would always give me the bubble guts straight up. Like I'd use it and I would be just, it would make you explode. I would be pooping water straight up. Like that that was the thing. Um, But when I started using Element, um, I use it pre-workout and I also use it post-workout when I have a really, really hard session because to be able to perform, you don't only need adequate nutrition, you also need adequate hydration. And hydration just doesn't mean drinking a ton of water. Hydration means getting the necessary amount of electrolytes in to be able to fuel your performance. And Element is so awesome because they have easy to use packets that have a thousand milligrams of sodium. 200 milligrams of potassium and 60 milligrams of magnesium in every single packet that you can just literally tear and pour into about 20 ounces of water, drink it, and boom, you're going to be ready to go. So I don't cramp up anymore. I always perform well, even when I'm fasted. It's crazy. And they just work great. Pick up your Element Value Bundle today. And remember, you guys can get that 100% risk-free. If you don't like it, give your Element Packs to a salty friend and get your money back, no questions asked. Head over to drinklmnt.com slash powerproject. Again, make sure you guys check out the Value Bundles. That's like buying three boxes and getting one absolutely free. Again, drinklmnt.com slash powerproject. Jeez. Yeah, he's a... It's a crazy man. Doesn't make, make any sense. And we are live. Oh my God. All right. We're going to start this off the right way here with some mind bullet potion. I'm going to dump about half of this sucker oh. into my like monstrous energy drink here. Oh, I think that's half. I don't know. Orange dream pickle is so good. I know. But I might have, I might have killed it. Oh boy. Me and Seam are at the oh. point in our relationship where we're oh, sharing. Huh. Yeah, I think I nailed it. You guys should have went mouth to mouth with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're more into ATM. You know, to get money. It's much you better. Get cash. Yeah. ATM. Scratch my OnlyFans. We'll have the link in the bio. Mm-hmm. Our OnlyFans. What's ATM? Fast to mouth. Oh. <laughs> it's the way you revive somebody when they pass out. Yeah, you just got to blow into it. Just yeah. All right, we're opening up a Quest Hero bar. Oh, I've been waiting to have this. Like. And uh, chocolate. Yeah, and Seema's has been like really messing with it. Chocolate caramel pecan. It smells really good. Um, hopefully we don't shoot our load here in the beginning. No, we will. <laughs> Can you hear us getting fatter yet? Oh. Wow. Starting to drool. Wow. Hard. My left leg is starting to shimmy. <laughs> You're right. They did like redo things a little bit. Mm. Like, it was good before. This is actually like, this is really Peeps, good. this is a quest hero bar. Get on that level. Um, I don't think you can order them off as Amazon because at least you weren't able to before. So don't be a bitch. Go on the quest website and Mm -hmm. order them because they, they send them to you like cold because otherwise, you know, they don't want these bad boys to melt. No, that's cool. But this is one of the best, uh, one of the best bars that you, I mean, I think it's the best tasting bar that you can get 190 calories. Um, it does have some like sugar alcohol and stuff like that in it. Um, I'm only promoting these guys because they're our friends and they have been for a really long time. So they they make great products. Just uh, go check out Quest Nutrition. But if you're looking for a bar that's handy, 
all three of us would say, hey, look, if you're trying to get in great shape, protein bars aren't really the way. But if the protein bar is instead of something else, then uh, that might be a great, a great choice. Today, we're fired up and excited to talk about uh, about the year that passed and uh, everything that kind of went down. I think it was 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it 2020? I like lost track for a second. I was going to say 2019. It's and then, 2020's fault. Yeah, 2020's fault. Mm-hmm. But uh, just to rattle off just a few names that we had on the show, um, we had... Uh, we had Mike Tyson, Donald Trump, Michael Jordan, uh, Muhammad Ali, um, and uh, Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. Randy Savage, um, and uh, what was that? Um, Dwayne? Yeah, du- yeah, du- yeah, Dwayne. You were calling him Dewey. Do you know him differently than I do? <laughs> like, You're like, yo, what's up, Dewey? Yeah, it's like Dewey Benson or something. Yeah. Dewey Jen- Jensen. Dwayne, that Dwayne Jensen is Dwayne Jensen. I remember the main problem with that guy attack? is he was trying to say that he was better looking than you, and we were like, dude, Bullshit. get out of here. The There's no out. way. That's he's not it. even close. Mm-mm. Dude, come on. Not Yeah. He's not even nearly as big as me. So what? He's 6'5", 280. I mean, <laughs> what kind of last name is Jensen? What do women even see in him anyway? I don't know. He plays the guitar. He can sing. He can fucking dance. Weirdo. Hung like a horse. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the people that we did have on the show. We had an amazing conversation with Daryl Davis, uh, kind of when a lot of the uh, talk of sy- systemic racism started to uh, really circulate. I thought I really thought that was really impactful. We had Chris Duffin, Mike Isratel, um, and just had a great, a great, a great um, range of guests. You know, we went to the Arnold. We kind of said F it and went to the Arnold, even though COVID was going on. Maybe not the smartest choice, but that's what we decided to do. Mm-hmm. And we got to uh, talk to the world's strongest gay, along with uh, Eddie Hall, and uh, just a, a really wide range of interesting and awesome people. Uh, another point in the year, we talked with like Evan Carmichael, and we're just going to kind of dive into some of our favorites. Attilus Jim, that was huge. Those are the guys that are getting hit with that fine every single day yeah. in New Jersey that just said, screw it, and they're just going to forge forward. And, and we learned a lot. Uh, you know, over the course of this year, for me, at around this time last year, I got sick. And uh, looking back at it, I can't help but think it was COVID. But I think anybody that has any sort of illness just automatically mm-hmm. thinks it's COVID. So I don't really know uh, what the hell I had. But that was the start for me of uh, World Carnivore Month as well. It's like the very end of December. I decided to do the Carnivore Month maybe a little early on, like the twenty eighth, and uh, ran it through January. And then I filmed every day in January to try to get. Uh, get people interested. And, and then once January was over, I did the carnivore thing for a hundred days. Mm-hmm. And that was a giant pain in the ass, but it's still on my YouTube channel. So you want to check it out. It's uh Mark smelly bell, all the stuff, all the information's there. You get to see uh, how I ate and how I did it. I used a lot of fasting and anyway, it's all there. If you need to check that out, that's how my year started. Yeah. I remember after that or before that it was like December or whatever. You're like, oh, I think we'll keep this carnivore going thing going for a while. You know, or just straight carnivore going. And it was pretty crazy because you did that for a long time. I remember I was just super impressed with uh, you filming every single day. Yeah. You're like editing on your iPhone and stuff. Oh, man. That was that, that part was hard. That is such a pain in the balls to do. I will have to say, though, it, it changed me. Like, that was that was really pivotal. Like, I, I don't I didn't get in, like, the most amazing shape from that because I. I just I wasn't. um I wasn't really, really trying to tighten up the amount of fat I was eating mm-hmm. at all uh, because I didn't want to be like hungry. And so I was eating bacon and sausage and uh, 
eggs and very, I was like going out of my way to eat fatty meats to try to keep weight on. But, uh, this time, you know, now, now we're at this time a year later and I'm in way better shape than I was last year. So sometimes you look back at decisions that you make or choices that you make. And for me, that was big because now I just have a new, a newfound discipline, a newfound, uh, just, I guess, form of like willpower. And that's what we're trying to teach. And that's what we're trying to promote here at the power project is we're trying to get you guys through our own experiences and through the experiences of the people that we bring in. We're hoping that you guys will start to develop a uh, strong willpower that you can lean on. And that eventually makes everything easier, Mm -hmm. makes everything that you do easier at some point. At first it's going to be difficult. It'll be uncomfortable, but at some point uh, you'll be able to just kind of roll with it. Yeah. I think uh, in terms of one of the bigger nutrition podcasts that I really dug, Mike Isretel, and I think it was the first time we talked to him. It's uh, I think my reaction to, uh, I told him that I did a lot of training fasted and he told me like, mm-hmm. he, I think he gave me his opinion in terms of like, Oh, if you could train a little bit harder with food in your stomach, what would be better? Um, I still like, I understood it and I got it, but I guess it didn't make much of a difference, but it, it was, it was good to, it was good to know. It was good to know. There's a lot of stuff on that podcast that I think a lot of people can get from, especially if you follow one type of diet. I think Mike is the kind of person who, and we, we mention it all the time, try a lot of different types of diet, try a lot of different types of things, uh, and kind of see what works. But a lot of things at the end of the day will work if you do it long enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say that you guys roll about it, you know, you do jitsu about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you should do. You guys should set up a match. Yeah, you can decide. You, you do oh, your shit. You do yours fasted, and he does with food, and we see. What <laughs> that's actually a pretty uh, good good test. There, let's go, Mike. That's, Come not, on, man. that's not a test, what, though. Why not? Oh, I get it. It's not a test. Um, Ouch! So he's what? Not on your level? No, no but if that's he, not what I said. Is that, I thought that's what you meant. Like it's not a no, test because I'll just walk just, right through him. But that's the thing. It's like that. It, it, the, the factor there, <laughs> the factor there wouldn't be uh, like, nutrition. No, I, I would right, try. Right, right, right. You know, the factor there wouldn't Got be nutrition. It. The factor there would just be jujitsu. Yeah. But um, yeah. Oh yeah. And I had that match with Chad early that year. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that until you mentioned that earlier. But that was fun. I, I great experience. Huh? It was down in Los Angeles, right? Down in uh, yeah. It was like SoCal. I forgot where in SoCal. Maybe I Orange County area or something. I think so. Chad's backyard trying to set it mm-hmm. up, you know, trying to set. I so I suck at geography, but yeah, that was, that was, that was really dope. That was the only competition I was able to do this year though, because things shut down after that, but yeah. it was cool. But right before that, if you guys remember, we had a little LA trip and yes. it was so dope that we podcasted from Stone Cold Steve Austin's house oh, man. or his studio, I should say. Yeah. That was, that was sick. That studio is really nice. It was really nice. We do have to mention that in SEMA one against chad wesley smith just in case <laughs> oh, yeah sorry <laughs> just in case anybody missed it don't get it twisted but yeah we had a great time with stone mm-hmm. cold he's he's the man he's so much fun mm-hmm. he's yeah. in, he's intense it's so fun like you know he was looking at some of the equipment i was using he's like what's this for why do you use that and then he's like oh and he takes a picture and you can see he's like writing notes or something so i'm like damn he's stone cold he doesn't have to learn any of this shit but he still is taking the time and his hands are so big he's just yeah he's a big, big that's one big thing guy. that shocked me when I, when I shook his hand, it was like, fuck. Yeah. It's like big. Yeah. But unfortunately during that trip is when we found out about Kobe Bryant. Mm. That was, that was tough, man. Uh, everyone in LA, no matter where we were, like, as soon as we heard that, you know, Mark will tell you exactly the experience of how we heard about it. But as soon as we heard about it, just leaving the hotel room that day in the elevator, the first person we see head down, just shakes his head and looks up and he says, Kobe, man. I was like, whoa, dude, the, we were in LA right 
like, I don't know, like a block away from Staples. Yeah. And it, dude, it was crazy. That was fucking nuts. Yeah. People were pretty like flattened. Yeah. Like just knocked the wind out of everybody. And, uh, yeah, it was just a crazy thing. And then, you know, to learn kind of how he died and who he died with, um, he died with some family members and some friends and stuff. And it's just, uh, it just all sounds so so terrible, and I think the person that they brought with them, like they didn't normally ride the helicopter, but right. it was like maybe like a birthday situation. So hey, come with us, you know, like mm-hmm. trying to, you know, have it be this like treat or whatever. And then uh, unfortunately, the helicopter crashes, and and that's that. But that's the first time I remember hearing about anybody dying, um, other than a family member, to where it felt like I got punched in the stomach, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I don't even know why, because I. Really like I I do like basketball. Um, I did like Kobe Bryant, but I'm not really a huge basketball fan. Nor was I ever really a huge Kobe fan. I admired uh, the the way that he played and the mindset that he had. I, I love that, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's a big part of it for a lot of people. Is he just he was kind of on the court like a cold blooded killer? And I think that's people were like, you know what? If you're gonna go in and you're gonna you know you're gonna go in all the way. That's not a bad way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a video series on YouTube that one of like someone who really likes Kobe made and it's been out for like four or five years now, but it's like the mindset of Kobe Bryant. And then there's a video on like challenge, a video on adversity, a video on competitive. <laughs> those are sick. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen though, dude, those are, those are amazing. The and, Mamba mentality, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 But like they, like they took clips from all these different videos of Kobe and put them together and they were just, those, those, those are amazing. I think, uh, also during that trip, I think we had a chance to sit down with uh, Sean Baker mm-hmm. and Paul Saladino, and we talked a lot about because I think World Carnivore Month is is always something relevant to us. So we we talked to them about that, but we talked to them a lot about cholesterol because there's so many questions about hey, is my cholesterol? So I think that stuff is on. I forget where it's at, but <laughs> it's all over. Yeah, now. it's all over the place. But uh, anyway, that might be something that some of you might want to look up because it is World Carnivore Month coming up. And you might want information on the whole cholesterol debate, but at least it doesn't appear like saturated fat and some of these things, um, saturated fat or just fat in general can become fat, can become body fat very easily. And fat can be, uh, dangerous, but it's usually in the presence of excess calories, mm. uh, and maybe even the presence of insulin, uh, eating excessive amounts of carbohydrates. So that's why a lot of times people will talk about that carbohydrate and fat combination. And again, there's nothing wrong with fat and carbohydrates together necessarily, but they tend to want to make you overeat. A really easy example is if you had some rice and you were to eat, you know, I, I said, hey, I want to see you eat uh, three, you know, uh, three cups of rice. You might get through two cups. You might be like, oh, man, wow, I'm slowing down quite a bit. But what if it had butter on it? Oh, God. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you just get a straw and be like, and you'd be like, yeah, how much more rice do you want me to eat? Exactly. <laughs> hey, but since we're on the topic of cholesterol, there is, I feel like if you want a real cholesterol masterclass from what we've done, um, there's that there's Dave Feldman and the author of the cholesterol myth. Johnny Bowden. Jo- Johnny Bowden. Mm-hmm. Whew, that was a good episode. Yeah. I sent that episode to a lot of people. Yeah. I sent that to a lot of people. So, and I think that episode actually with Johnny Bowden would be the episode that is the easiest to understand yes. in terms of the mechanism mechanisms of cholesterol. Yeah. He made it very simple to understand. He had a lot of anecdotal stuff that he experienced through helping other people. Um, I love this background too. Yeah. I love that he, you know, ha- he had a lot of his own 
uh, things to overcome. I love hearing about that. Um, and then just so uh, interesting on how people land in these certain things. It's like, how does Dave Feldman, uh, who is kind of like the cholesterol king in some sense, how does he end up doing what he's doing when he before he was an engineer? Mm-hmm. Ivor Cummins, same thing. He was an engineer. Um, people with these unconventional backgrounds. It just goes to show you that uh, what we talk about here all the time, who you were yesterday you don't have to be married to until the day you die. You know, who you mm-hmm. were yesterday, you can change, you can change that. Um, it's going to take time. It's going to be slow, incremental progress. Just like you have in the gym. You want to change your body. You want to change your strength. You want to go from a three fifteen deadlift to a four Oh five deadlift. Uh, for most people, it's going to take some time to add that amount of weight to your deadlift. Every once in a while you run into some mutants and they can gain a little quicker but their next gains will come slow anyway. So it doesn't matter who you are. It's just, uh, even from a genetic standpoint, you will run into a brick wall. And for every once in a while, there's like a Kaler Wollum that's around <laughs> and, uh, they don't really run into much of anything until they get to like 800 pounds or something like that. Then the progress finally slows down. But anyway, the point is, is that, you know, you can make a lot of changes in, um, where you are at 20 or where you are at 30 or where you are at 40 doesn't have to be where you are when you're 50. doesn't have to be where you are when you're 60. You could have been, uh, you could have been addicted to drugs from the time you were 15, to, if you could survive it, to the time you're 40. And you can one day make a decision and, and say, you know what? I think Grant Cardone, uh, another great guest that we had on the show this year, Grant Cardone was like that. I don't know if it started that early. But he had many years where he'll tell you he was just a loser. He he couldn't figure out how to scrape two nickels together. He couldn't mm-hmm. figure out anything for himself. <clears throat> he was selfish and self-absorbed. And um, well, he well, I shouldn't even say that. But like that, that's from what I've heard him say about himself. Uh, but he was addicted to drugs, which kind of puts you in that category because yeah. you can't think straight. Um, but like, what an awesome story that is. Grant Cardone's like, like a uh, he's big time when it comes to like real estate and when it comes to uh, being an entrepreneur, making money, teaching other people how to make money. And uh, yeah, we've had a lot of amazing guests on, but it's just like time and time again, we see these people have these struggles or have these certain situations and they come out the other end and they're so powerful. I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. that was a cool. Show. Every time the show's over, we're like, damn, like that's all we can kind of say because mm-hmm. we're yeah. just like kind of baffled about how awesome some of these people have been. Yeah. Do you guys remember the steakhouse after the uh, interview with Sean Baker and Paul Saladino? Oh, <laughs> that place was incredible. Yo. And Tim yeah, was, almost puked. I did. <laughs> I didn't know. I, you know what? Before I say, yeah, careful. What I was going to say was I didn't know I could eat so much meat in the context of Brazilian steakhouse. Don't get amateur with that listeners. Okay. That's just, me. <laughs> just, right. just filled you up with all that meat he was choking <laughs> choking it really choking, choking on it all down. that meat <laughs> red meat oh my gosh <laughs> but hey real quick uh andrew huberton was also he was one of those individuals mm. where like he is a world-renowned like neuroscientist now but when he talked about his youth being like a rebel skateboarder and not like having almost no interest in anything like that that's so funny i think that was really cool because like the the complexity of his work and the depth at which he's gotten into that work at this point doesn't reflect who he was as a teenager and young adult, which means that at any point, honestly, if you have an interest in something, you can really make a shift in, in, in terms of your focus, give yourself the time you need and you can you can pursue it. You can really pursue it. And I think that was really cool to hear that from him. Yeah. And one of my favorite things about having Andrew Huberman on was he went on like, I think, a week or two later on to Joe Rogan. Yeah. 
you know, and it's so cool because like if you go read through some of those comments on that video, which is still very popular, um, sorry, that episode, a lot of people are like, we really like the way you guys interviewed him with the questions that you asked. And I just exactly right. Like that, that's just cool to, it's cool to, to read that, mm-hmm. that we, it, he, that episode gained a lot of traction because of Joe Rogan, not going to front and act like it, that wasn't part of it, but people still appreciated our version of that interview. Don't listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh God. No. <laughs> Joe Rogan has just a diff, totally different style of show, yeah. you know, where he will, if you notice, he kind of, uh, we usually talk to people about most of the time we talk to people about like subject matter in their field. Yeah. Like, okay, you're a chiropractor. Let's talk to you about chiropractic and what's the deal with it. Uh, Rogan might have, I mean, he hates chiropractic, but if he was to have a chiropractor on there, if he was to have someone like we've had on the show, like Dr. Bo Hightower, he would talk to him about probably everything else other than chiropractic, you know, and he Mm -hmm. would talk to him about space and aliens and they would get around to mentioning some chiropractic and our show kind of veers off. Uh, that way, but that's kind of Joe Rogan's style and his show. He wants to like, he also is really into hearing like shit that just hasn't circulated yet. Mm. If you notice, like people save stuff for Rogan, Mm. they save stuff for his show. Like they might come on our show and they might say something and then they're like, well, you know, there's this study and they, they drop like a bomb on everybody uh, with this information. And Rogan loves studies. Yeah. He loves all that stuff. So he just has a totally different style of show. That's a cool way. I never even paid attention to stuff like that, but that's absolutely true. And then, um, so anyway, in, uh, in February, that's when we just said, screw it. We're just going to still go to the Arnold. And I don't know if we've ever talked about this on air, but me and Nassim, I think we were either going to or coming back from a photo shoot. At the Arnold? No, no, no. Before the, before the Arnold. When it was like, we, we, we found out that we for sure were going. It was like, like, are we going or are we not? And then we, Mark said, yep, we're all going. Okay, cool. Me and Nsema kind of had the same feeling where we were both like, we were cautious about going, but we, none of us wanted to admit it. <laughs> and then I think Nsema was like, man, and I'm like, yeah, me too. And then we kind of both came out like, shit, dude, like, what's going to happen? Like, oh my God, what's, you know, it ended up being like a really fun trip because like, I remember going to the bathroom at the Arnold and it was like clean. It yeah. wasn't disgusting. There wasn't like pee everywhere. There was, oh, yeah. there was, you know, plenty of like paper towels and stuff. But what an amazing trip that was. So we've been going, you know, I've been going to the show for like 10 years almost. And then as a company, we've been going there quite a bit last maybe five or six years. And, you know, to describe it to people, I mean, this is one of the biggest fitness events in the country. It's huge. Uh, I think there's, you know, a few hundred thousand people that go to Columbus, Ohio for the Arnold Sports Festival. The, the sports festival includes jujitsu and fencing and bodybuilding and mm-hmm. strongman and um, cheerleading. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that I probably don't know anything about. I know there's like WWE, like wrestling tryouts, like off in the corner somewhere in that main, <clears throat> in that main room where they have the, uh, the expo. And then there's also, you know, there's this huge expo where there's, um, you know, most of the major players in fitness are in there with, you know, showcasing their new products and having some of their influencers and athletes at the booth this year. There was none of that going on. Mm-hmm. There was no, there, there was people, there were some people there because people just already had plane tickets. People already had hotels booked. 
Um, and I think Ohio didn't really shut down. I'm trying to remember, did we have to wear masks? No, no masks weren't a thing quite yet. Yeah. So, cause this yeah. was, this was in the beginning of March. March yeah. Yeah. Um, so no, Ohio I, didn't really shut down. They didn't prevent us from going there and things like that. Some, some places did later on. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think there was talks about that as we were going to the, as we were setting it up to go, they were talking about canceling it completely. Yeah. And yeah. then people were like, well, that's asinine. But then we started seeing other major events, huge events that were way bigger than the mm-hmm. Arnold, uh, which is hard to imagine because the Arnold's huge, but there's a lot of other events that happen in the United States that are bigger and those were shut down. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start going, Oh my God. But as someone that runs a company and somebody that uh, is sort of like quote unquote in charge of other people, you kind of wonder like, am I putting like, okay, I wanted to go do this. This is going to be great. And then you're like, well, maybe it's not great for them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, Andy had to point out to me very early on, like I wanted to like film all these things. I wanted to do like hustle mania and I wanted to do like a, B and C. And she's like, you might be excited to do that every day, but she's like, you gotta be, you gotta pay attention to your, your staff. She's like, you might like wear them all out. And I'm just thinking like, I can't wear them out because everyone's like in their twenties and they're younger than me and it probably won't happen, but she was right. <laughs> you know, you fucking kind of like kind of go through everybody, so to speak, you know? And so, uh, you always have to be conscious and cautious of your employees and, and things like that. And, uh, I, I'm grateful that you guys, you guys have always stuck by on things like that. You guys have always, um, whether you really wanted to or not, you guys have always kind of been there for that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's been awesome. Like I, I don't, I don't hear the stuff that you guys hear. We you know, suffer because... in silence every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's horrible. I'm and now you guys just come out, you guys just come out like, and here's another thing, you know, and yeah, just it, listing out all the things. Every Tuesday you think it's like lower body day, but we actually all have a meeting inside the gym <laughs> where we just lay out all our, you know, issues that we have and mm-hmm. you know grievances and all that. Lots of crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those early hustle mania days were rough. Cause that was when Mark was like full on keto. Yeah. So he would go f- like 48 hour fast and I'm just trying to hold the camera and I'm like, uh, are we ever going to eat? And he's like, no, we're fasting. I'm like, <laughs> cool, man. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, that's kind of back. It's also kind of cool. Cause it's back before like everyone had their shit together. Oh, too. absolutely. No. So yeah. it's like, you're an adult, like fucking bring your own food. You know, like <laughs> exactly. I don't want to have to stop at like Starbucks or stop yeah. here and there. I mean, we would still stop at places here and there, but mm-hmm. it's like you know, everyone fend for yourself. You know what I mean? Like we're here's here's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? uh, yeah. So also at the Arnold is really cool. Yeah, get crushed. Uh, it was a really cool experience, uh, especially for me and Insuma. Um, being on uh, Table Talk with uh, Dave Tate yeah. at Elite FTS. That's definitely a highlight for me, you know, personally, just because that was. I mean, shit, I, I didn't, at, the last time I was there, I was like, this is fucking nuts. Like, I would have never thought, like, in a, fast forward a couple of years, and I'd be actually on that podcast. So, thanks, Mark, for yeah. kind of making that happen. Yeah, that was cool. That was a lot of fun to have, uh, you know, Dave, you know, interview, you know, kind of have all of us yeah. involved in it. I thought it would, I thought it'd just be beneficial to the audience because uh, Dave knows me from so long ago, mm-hmm. and then you guys kind of know me a lot more currently, and so... Uh, that was awesome. And, and to be able to like, you know, tell Dave the impact that he's had, he didn't really even know. Yeah. And, uh, he broke down and he cried and he, he got emotional over it, which was, which was really neat, really cool to see because, uh, you know, I, I, I have a lot of compassion for him as well. And I, I, I admire him a ton and admire what he's done. I mean, I've kind of have followed in his footsteps, so to speak. Uh, same thing with like Louis Simmons, 
you know, Louis Simmons, his gym is free. Westside Barbell is free. Um, he has a totally different setup and they have a very competitive mm-hmm. mindset there. And it's one of the strongest gyms ever. I'm not claiming that we did anything remotely close to that, but we did make the gym free and we, and we did so through having product just the way that Louie did. And I saw that with Louie, I saw Dave Tate uh, doing something similar where his website, uh, he would make money off of his website, but then he spent a huge amount of time and money on a Q and a section that was on his website uh, that I was lucky enough to be a part of for a long time. And people would have their training logs on there and, um, people are spending hours and hours on end answering these questions. And so those, those kinds of things were valuable to me. Like, Hey, let's just give people a ton of, a ton of stuff that we feel is great. We'll just keep giving people stuff that we feel is good and useful. And then like, whatever happens after that, that would be cool. If, if a bunch of, if a bunch of money came my way because of that, that would be cool, but just kind of let it fall where it's, where it may, but deliver good quality you know, a good quality product to people. And that was a big thing. I remember Dave Tate actually talking about like when, uh, I don't know if you, it was you, I think maybe you asked him or somehow we came across the topic of like, uh, people and information and coaching these days. And I think his big thing was, uh, people just need to not be selfish and mm-hmm. continue putting out quality stuff for right. people, whether yeah, for free. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was, that was really, really big. I think that was one of the big parts I got from that podcast. So. I appreciate that one a lot. Yeah, we had him and then um, JL on the podcast also. So mm-hmm. we had just like a, a and Corey G too, but we mm-hmm. had just like a, a, a cool like look back at Westside and, you know, the JL with the uh, hurt people, hurt people that mm-hmm. we still say to this day. Mm-hmm. I know that's not like an original quote, but like he said it on the podcast and that's where we all heard it. So that's, uh, it's so funny. Like just that, that happened a long time ago and we still like, it just stuck with us. Well, and remember what he said about like, uh, about my cousin. I don't know if you guys remember, but my cousin was like standing off like in the corner. Yeah. Right. And he's like, he's like, why are you standing off in the corner? He's like, I don't know. He goes, no, you know, you know why? Like, you know why you're standing off in the corner? He goes, well, I don't want to get in anybody's way. Oh he's like, exactly. God. He's like, everything that you do has like an energy to it. And he's like, you're probably that way in real life. And, you know, I've known my cousin since I was mm-hmm. however old. Um, and, and he is that way. He do, he wants to like, he wants to be the fly on the wall, but you know that he wants to participate and stuff, but he doesn't ever say anything because he doesn't want to like be the guy that like disrupt, like he thinks he's going to mess everything up. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not a great way to go through life. It would be fine if you wanted to observe stuff. But if you do feel like you need to jump in or want to jump in because you want to experience something, you should probably share that with somebody mm-hmm. rather than like, then you, cause otherwise you kind of miss out all the time. Mm-hmm. And also feeling like you're going to like mess stuff up. That's not a great, I mean, we're, I think all of us are guilty. We've all felt that way before where you're like, I'm just going to kind of, be, I'm going to be over here. Just yeah. chill. But we don't allow that in super training. We don't allow people to come in here and just look and just observe every once in a while. I might have an older person that comes in and, you know, we'll, we'll let some of that slide, but people are like, Oh, I want to come check it out. It's like, no, you're coming to lift. Like come in here and lift, like come in here and experience this with us. You don't have to try the weight that's on the bar, you know, reduce the weight if you need to, but. Um, anyway, I, I thought that that was amazing by JL, how he kind of picked up on that. And that was, and when he started talking more about that stuff and then he did that weird voodoo <laughs> to Encima, where it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was able to help Encima's, uh, so knee nice. travel higher up. Yeah. Uh, I think you were standing on one foot uh-huh. and you brought your knee up and you were able to bring your knee up further. 
So he had you do it one time. And the second time he didn't even touch you. He just kind of like gave you a mind bullet, which that's where the term comes from. Because my son, when he was really little, he used to, he used to like look at you and, and, he, and you thought he was going to make you float and he would shake. And I think it was like his nervous system or something. Some kids do this. I don't know why, but like he would look at you and he would just like tremble. Mm. And we're like, what the fuck is he doing? He's trying to make us disappear. Yeah. But that's where the term mind bullet came from. We're like, oh, he's really? doing, he's doing a, <clears throat> he's doing a mind bullet. Like he's doing like a mind trick on that's us. That's great. Did it work though? Uh, I floated a couple times. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, made I, me, I he made me, he made me, he made me levitate. I wouldn't think anything less. I didn't know that's where mind bullet came from, man. That's yeah. dope. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, and so yeah, he was giving you the mind bullet. Huh. That's great. <laughs> um, cool. So when we were rolling out all, because we went at the Arnold, we recorded a ton of episodes. So as we're rolling all these out, coronavirus really was like, holy, sh- like this is actually here in the States now. Mm-hmm. So like, I remember we paused everything to have Gabrielle Lyon on, but this led into April, which was a huge month for the podcast. Um, Real quick. It's we, up. we can't breeze over Mark asking <laughs> The world's strongest gay <laughs> to rate him or something. You're like, so I mean, from a gay guy, come yeah, on. Yeah. And he got the world's strongest gays approval, which is huge. So you oh, do yeah. well. Awesome. Yeah. High five. Boom. That was such a fun podcast. <laughs> it because was. We were, I mean, we were appropriate as yeah. much, much as we can, but I remember I was doing the intro. I'm like, we, hopefully we don't offend anybody, but we're just like, we're, we're dudes and we have this opportunity to talk to somebody who's gay and we have some questions and he answered all of them gracefully. He's a fucking, he's a great dude. That yeah. guy was fun. It was a really good podcast. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for bringing was, that up. Yeah. He was amazing. I don't know if he's gotten on Tim Ferriss's show yet, but uh, I think he's, mm-hmm. he's supposed to be on Tim Ferriss's show coming up. So that would be pretty cool. But yeah, yeah he was, he was amazing. And then I, I what stood out to me is that <clears throat> he mentioned, and this, this always like, it shouldn't shock me. I don't know why it shocks me every time I hear anything like this. And anytime I hear stuff about a hate crime, I guess I just, I think it's so disgusting that it throws me off track that people act this way. But he was talking about how him and his partner were just like walking across yeah. the street and some, yeah. someone threw shit at them or whatever. It's just like, I, you know, I just, I, I can't really believe, I can't really digest that. You know, it's hard, it's hard for me to like, what, two guys were walking down the street they're not anywhere near you. They're not doing anything to you. They're holding hands. They're, they love each other, which is none of your business. And then you, I just, it, I just, you know, it breaks my heart, but it's great to hear people share stuff like that because then you're like, Oh, Holy fuck. Like yeah. that's, that's real. That's a problem. That's something that happens. And, and, uh, it's just great to be aware of it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. And any, yeah. Fucking. I hate people sometimes. <laughs> It's just, yeah, it just does baffle me. Like, what? Hey, you hate your life so much. Anyways, yeah, right. uh, when we got back, we ended up uh, interviewing my buddy Remington James, who's been really cool to go back and forth with like this entire year. Dude's awesome. Follow his YouTube channel if you're not already. Um, but all this was like, we we were officially in full-on lockdown mode at this time now. Um, we stopped doing interviews uh, in-house for sure. We stopped coming into the studio, period. The stay-at-home order was in place. Mark lived in Bodega Bay for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did everything remotely, and April was a huge month. I'm willing to bet that you either subscribe to us or unsubscribe to us in April. Because, of course, that was... It was the biggest month for the podcast um, for one specific interview. Um, you guys probably already know which one I'm going to say, but it was episode 316. Let me get the date, uh, which was on April 4th. And that is with Dr. Batar. 
Butter. Dr. Batar, which a lot of the stuff that he said was so crazy at that time that ended up kind of coming true. Like, you know, ended up being true, I should say, with a lot of the controversial stuff that he said. And just that led to a whole string of trying to get doctors on the podcast Mm -hmm. to kind of call him on his shit. And we just ended up finding a bunch of people that were like, no, he's not wrong. Yeah. And I remember we, that was the, one of the titles of the videos we put out was Dr. Batar is not wrong. With Daniel Orego. Daniel Orego, because mm-hmm. that's how he speaks. Right. <laughs> so that was huge. Uh, and I also, we can get to that, but I don't want to forget that we did have uh, Cassio. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to mess up his last name. Wernick. Wernick? Yeah. It's not Vernick? No. Nah. Okay. Maybe some people say it as Wernick. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's actually the correct way it's said, but everyone else says Wernick. Wernick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But, um. Yeah, people from the school loved that show. It was really That's great cool. having Cassio on. Um, but I think going back to Dr. Batara, mm-hmm. the big thing that he, I think he's the first one who mentioned it on our show, or maybe it wasn't, but he mentioned how COVID cases are like put, being put on death certificates, even if like they had something else that yeah. is the real reason why mm-hmm. they died, right? I think he was one of the first people to say that on our podcast. Mm-hmm. And then it started coming out that that was actually very legitimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's huge. And then we had uh, Dr. Yoram Lass. So Zuckerberg, yeah. um, <laughs> he said the same thing. And I was kind of not frustrated, but just like, like, how, how would you know? And he's just like, oh, I seen the protocol. Like I can send you the instructions mm-hmm. of what hospitals are receiving. And I was like, oh, that's, that's fucking wild. Like no way. But dude, it kept just time and time again, more and more guests kept confirming the right. same thing. And I think uh, since that time, it's been controversial on whether, the the hospitals receive money for the patients or whatever. Like I I don't know, I don't know how you know if this stuff is like fact or not. You know, it's hard to really know. Um, but I don't think it's disputable. Is that they are listing people, or at least they were in the beginning. They're listing many many people, and that there could be hundreds of thousands of people that are listed as COVID deaths. Uh, that it might not necessarily be COVID. Um, what Doctor Batar said, and what is actually true, as far as my knowledge goes, which isn't very far, but People don't actually die from uh, the coronavirus. They die. They die from other complications. Usually, it could be an infection. They could uh, uh, stop breathing. They could have uh, fluid in their lungs. There's usually something else that kills them. Um, but I think that if there was a statement that Doctor Batar said on our show that was probably irresponsible, it was it was that statement where he's like, "You'll be hard pressed to find it kill anybody." And I think that that's just a little deceiving because he is correct. Um, but as a, he is a medical professional. Um, I would think that, um, I think other medical professionals would be like, dude, that's kind of bullshit. Cause yeah. people are, they're, they're getting, uh, they're, they're not actually uh, dead from this, but they are dying from it. And something else kills them. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just remember, you know, when we did that Batar episode, getting contacted by people outside the podcast, like, just like, yo, I've been hearing about you guys. Like, I'm getting texts from, you know, friends saying like, dude, your boy Mark Bell is, you know, kind of stirring up some shit. And it, it all started with that episode. So, like I said, I'm willing to bet when that episode dropped, you were, you discovered this podcast this year or you said, no, nah, I'm out. <laughs> like that's some enough. people started having like like real concern like hey man you okay wow like yeah no, no i'm i'm good why what's up 
Yeah. You know, I always have guests on the show that, you know, uh, say, you know, different stuff or have mm-hmm. different ways of doing things. Um, Dr. Batar, I think is, uh, I, I don't know if we've had anyone really share conspiracy theories before mm-hmm. on the show. And so that might've been new and different for people, but just mm-hmm. with what was going on, um, I felt that he fit really well with what we were trying to uncover and what we were trying to talk about. Uh, you know, if you remember the people that did listen to that episode, if you didn't listen to that episode, please do so. I think, I think you'll, I think you'll like it even if you hate it. I think you'll enjoy the entertainment of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may agree, you may find yourself agreeing with them if you can listen to it with an open mind. But when he talked about like 5G, he, t- he talked about some stuff where we're like, all three of us are like, all right, well, now we're starting to kind of understand the flack that this guy gets um, because there's not really a direct link between some of the stuff that he was saying and, and 5G. But my, my conclusion is that um, for everything that you, everything that we like get or gain, there's a large loss involved Mm. for every gain that you get for every like couple inches, you're able to leap forward. You're going to be, uh, you're going to be going backwards a little bit, you know, two steps forward, one step mm-hmm. back type of thing. So I, I'm a big believer that the phones and the technology and all the different fucking things that are beaming around, mm-hmm. I, I would just say like, look, I don't think they're that healthy for us. What they actually do to us or, or I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but would it surprise me like 10 years from now, if you know, a larger, uh, a, a larger, um, percentage of people died from brain cancer or testicular cancer from keeping the phone in the pocket or something, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, I don't think it would, sh- would it shock anybody really? Like, it, you know, and again, even if it, even if it, even if you multiplied the deaths, uh, by a lot from any of this stuff, uh, you still wouldn't really know. You yeah. still wouldn't really have any real proof. It would just be, uh, kind of circumstantial evidence. And you just say, Oh, we think this is the problem since it started to spike when more and more 5g, uh, towers started to come up. But I do think that a lot of the investigation and stuff that people have been doing, again, I, I'll say it again, I think 2020, hopefully it'll be a good year for people to learn a lot because is it okay to like, just let um, Elon Musk, you know, run SpaceX and have his own private thing, you know, or is it better for it to be government funded or like, what's the government's initiative? Who's, who's got the moral values on that. But then when it comes to 5g, it's like, should we be paying attention to what China's mm-hmm. doing with 5G? Because they kind of own it. And does that does that impact? We might say, hey, we don't care. And then after a while, we might say, hey, just kidding. We actually <laughs> do care because we didn't know what you could fucking do with it. Yeah. Oh, you have my you have some of my information that I that I like to uh, uh, buy a lot of keto snacks on Amazon. So the fuck what? Right. But then what if it's more personal than that? What if it's it keeps continuing down a rabbit hole? So. Mm-hmm. The 5G stuff, I mean, I think it's all, it's, I, I personally think it's, it's a legitimate thing to have some concern over. I don't think you should just be like, yeah, I don't, that's total bullshit. That's a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. And don't forget the word conspiracy theory exists and it was created by our government so that when somebody does say something fishy, it's just thrown out because it's a wacko saying it's a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Meaning yeah. like it's got no substance to it. Exactly. <laughs> Snowden. Immediately, once you say something's a conspiracy theory, everyone like you kind of just lower its level of importance mm-hmm. or love of reality. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's funny because like you don't think about like, or, well, I don't think about this stuff. But when you're mentioning about like setting rules and stuff, but like, is there any laws in outer space? 
Like, I, I don't know. There might be, but mm-hmm. like laws don't like get put in place until somebody messes with something. Yeah. So maybe at some point, like you won't be able to like when 6G comes out, whatever that, or I think that actually does exist. Um, there's going to be some laws in place that like, oh, you can't, you know, microwave someone's brain with this or else you, could, you know what I mean? Like it, we're it, seeing it, that with the internet now, mm-hmm. like they're starting to implement more rules and the globalization that the, that, uh, the internet has caused mm-hmm. such as our guest uh, who mentioned Zuckerberg <laughs> kind of almost talking about the coronavirus being a social media virus. Not that he was, I don't think he was specifically targeting Mark Zuckerberg, but he's tar- targeting some of these big companies, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, and so on uh, that have kind of made these things global. And then, yeah, who are these people to regulate? Who are the people on Twitter that regulate Donald Trump? Who are the people or, or anybody else's message that's, politically charged or charged a certain way who are they to say hey this is not recognized as real news real news for who because mm-hmm. our um your truth is only your truth is really only your truth because there's things that have existed here on this universe before you ever even got here that are universally true but we as humans will probably never really be able to grasp hardly any of them we have learned a lot about gravity and about space and about time and all kinds of stuff. But if you start to go and ask ex- experts and you start to dive a couple questions deep and we've seen it happen on this show many times, the smartest people say, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the smartest people, they, the smartest people almost always say, you know what? I'm not sure, but here's what I think. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you've been studying this for 30 years this is what you think but that's 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 where we're yeah. at that's how things work yeah we also had dr drew on that month too oh yeah it's oh. fucking crazy and then also during this time dr. was drew. that's right race to zero followers when uh <laughs> we had thomas delauer on because he was digging yeah he was digging that because he was like i'm just tired i can't talk about i don't even remember what diet he was focusing on at that time but he's like yeah, i think the race, I can't make everybody happy <laughs> yeah i think the race to zero followers kind of started around that coronavirus time mm-hmm. because of some of the posts i would make and and people were like i'm out of here you know i'm leaving and i was just like fine all right well i'll just see how quickly i can get to zero mm-hmm. yeah and then it. uh I would make a post and then people were like, this isn't helping you get towards zero. So a lot of people got it. A lot of people like realize I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of messing around. And other people got like, re- like they're like, I can't believe this. I'm out of here. I'm never buying another slingshot again. A lot of people didn't get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. When I'd make a post on the, you know, the power project Instagram, people were like, Oh, I'm going to help you out. Here's another follower lost. And I'm like, I, mm-hmm. dude, okay. Diff- a, a lot of, a lot of people uh, that were, that are already like kind of semi-famous via like social media. They got it. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh That's fuck. So cool. They're like, this is, they're like, this is brilliant. A, a bunch of different friends of mine that have like millions of followers. They, they were like, that's dope. Like I want to do that, but I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that's that, that was a really good thing about first off a lot of the episodes that we did when COVID started with Dr. Batar and then all those other doctors, because we were putting out information on, what people can do on their day to day to help them out. Not just like stay inside and wear a fucking mask. Like we were, our, our, our message started with fitness. But the other thing that I think, um, I guess was kind of surprising was like exactly how butthurt people got by like just stuff that wasn't, I guess, totally agreeing with their point of view. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we we see that with diet stuff, but when it came to this, so many people were like, your information is going to be killing people. And it's just like, Come on, just, just just take the information in and see what you can glean from it. Stick to lifting weights, guys. 
I love that one. Yeah. Stay in shut your up lane. And, shut up and lift. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> shut up and dribble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One, one guest that we did miss that um, our buddy Mike on uh, the live stream pointed out was uh, Ethan, Ethan Supley. Oh, yeah. That was early in February, but. What an amazing transformation for that guy. Yeah, it was crazy. Especially like, man, like his, his whole background being the fat guy. Like that was, that was what he was known for. Huge. Huge. Yeah. No, known for being the fat guy just because he's the fat guy, but then also being known for being the fat guy because he's a famous actor. Like what a, you know, that's a lot of extra pressure on you. Um, I was, I personally was never like the fat kid in school. But every, nearly every person listening to this show right now can think back to who was the fat kid in your school, and you know their name. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you you know their name. I know his first and last name. Yeah, yeah, I remember. You can think of it, and maybe you didn't participate in in making fun or whatever. But like you still, you know, you still noticed, right? You still noticed. Yeah. And those are those are uh, really painful things to deal mm-hmm. with. So anybody that's going through anything uh, from a, from a weight perspective should really go back and listen. I really strongly suggest, and also probably try to follow some of the stuff from Ethan. Um, he, he's amazing. He's an amazing person. Um, and then also uh, the way that he lost weight is um, very challenging, very hard, but um, also uh, fairly simple. I mean, he at some point just admitted like, dude, you got to eat a lot less food, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a tough thing to do. But I, from, from what I recall from Ethan's story, he didn't start out by uh, changing his nutrition and started start to train really hard at the same time. I believe he got his nutrition correct first. If you remember, he's talked about like doing shakes and things like that. He was eating really low calorie stuff and it sounded brutal, mm-hmm. but he wasn't really exercising at that point. And I think that that's actually important. It doesn't mean that this is the way that your journey has to start, but to try to, we've talked about this many times on the podcast. If you try to lower your calories uh, in general, let's say that you don't even really have much of a clue, but you track your calories for a day and turns out you overeat by quite a bit. Well, let's say that you try to reduce your calories by like a thousand or something or uh, even 500 every day. And you're starting an exercise program and regimen and you haven't been in the gym in a long time or you've never done that before. Uh, that's going to probably feel really terrible at some point. Mm-hmm. Your luck will probably run out. Probably do it for a week or two weeks if you're lucky. Uh, may, and maybe you do lose some weight, but you're probably going to gain it all back because it's not, it's a lot easier to have it be slow. And we talk a lot about on the show, like, hey man, you know what? We don't even think that you should worry about the caloric intake for a week or two if you're not used to dieting. Get used to foods first. You know, if you're used to stuffing down pizza and burritos and stuff like that, Get used to eating some lean steaks, some chicken, some turkey, um, some fish, and some really just healthy things, fruits, vegetables. Fill yourself up with that for a week or two. And then if you're not really losing, then start to monitor, you know, how much you're eating. And then maybe start to think about, you know, what some exercise I can do. But it's another reason why we promote walking. Because walking's not going to really cost you anything. You would have to walk, like, from what I've noticed, a tipping point is like, you start to walk like over five miles a day and you start to get fucking hungry. Mm. But that's a lot of miles. Yeah. That's a lot a of walking. Time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of walking. It's a lot of time moving. Right. So you can, you can walk two or three miles every day without any, uh, without any like negative side effects to the point where it makes you so hungry that you overeat. So yeah, Ethan's uh, podcast was amazing. Another yeah. podcast that I think goes well with Ethan's is Anthony, Anthony Lolly. 
Oh, yeah. Um, because, like, he's also a person that he mentioned the shake thing. Like, he was mm-hmm. doing that for a yeah. while. He wasn't losing much weight. He was working out, changed up his nutrition. You know, he actually, like, <laughs> he flew out a trainer to come help him out. Yeah. But he changed up his nutrition. And that's one of the big things that made the big difference. Um, I think another wild thing, oh, still makes me shiver from that podcast, was mm. all just the skin stuff. Oh from that from the from his movie mm-hmm. just like when he like his it's really cool that he showed that transformation of what actually goes through when you're getting you know that skin removed and mm-hmm. all of that that was tough but shows what has to be done sometimes and it, it was you know interesting like crazy to hear you know him because he you know he, the, with the amazon series and then his other series uh, i forgot the name but it's the transformation series on amazon prime mm-hmm. video also but you know he's interviewing a lot of people and it was weird to not weird just like i said interesting to hear that obese people are so afraid of that loose skin that they won't even begin their journey because they're like well i'll just deal with this cuz i don't want to deal with that yeah you know cuz like they'll just be unhappy at that weight with the extra skin so might as well just not even go through it mm-hmm. and i just i was blown away cuz that's something i'd never even considered yeah you know so it's really cool to have someone like that to bring a lot of that stuff to light yeah it's uh it's almost like you have scars on it, you know, like imagine if, uh, you went from, uh, being an alcoholic and you were able to kick it, but the side effect of, of no longer being an alcoholic is that you have like a, a big, uh, red circle on your cheek or something, right? Like mm-hmm. that would be, that would suck, you know? And so I think, uh, this is like less visible cause you could obviously wear clothes to cover some of it up. But I think, um, People are just really fearful of that. And, uh, you know, any excuse you can have to stay the same as you were yesterday uh, is going to be an excuse that you'll allow. You know, excuses sound best to those that make them up. And excuses, the most important thing to know about an excuse is that it is made up. Like it's it's almost always. It's it's not like a lie, but it's it's almost as powerful as a lie. It's it's really it's really close to a lie. It's something that you can tell yourself to feel better about being kind of stuck where you are. Yes. And in 2000, in 2020, we had a lot of shows talking about how to get like unstuck, how to get past stuff. The show that we just did recently about, you know, not blaming 2020. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys are going to hear the same message from us over and over again. And to kind of, uh, go along with that. We had, uh, Evan Carmichael on the show and he was amazing. And if you ever checked out some of his YouTube stuff, uh, he does like a top 10 with Gary Vee and Grant Cardone, uh, Muhammad Ali, like Oprah. just Kanye West. Kanye, yeah. 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 Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you name it. Um, he's got these people on there and their message is, is always similar. There's always some similar stuff in there about trying to keep moving forward, trying to not use excuses, um, you know, figuring out ways like how can you. How can you just be a little bit better? each day or each week what are some things you can do i mean all of us have stuff that we could work on we could get to bed earlier we could wake up uh a little earlier um we could work on our sleep we could you know we could work on our nutrition we can work on getting better hydration i mean there's just so many things that you can be working on to allow yourself to get better but evan's show was amazing um in a sense that uh one of the things that stood out to me was the big bag of Doritos that he had behind him. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And why he had it. And I think that there's some good like life lessons in there. He had this bag of Doritos behind him. And we're like, Oh man, what are you trying to, <laughs> trying to kill yourself over there? Cause he was, he was talking about nutrition and staying on point. And he goes, no, that's there for a reason. That's, yeah. that's because 
I have developed the ability not to eat it. And it could be right there next to me and it's not going to bug me. And so that that's his philosophy. Everyone's going to be a little bit different with those kinds of things, but that's what you're trying to build is you're trying to build yourself to be strong enough to when you are in a compromised position, I'm not recommending that you put yourself in a compromising position, mm -hmm. but if you are in a compromised position, you can figure out a way to be strong enough to work your way out of it. Yeah. And I really, really appreciate what he said about, um, especially because he said that first video that really got a lot of popularity was the Kanye West, like top 10 things you can learn from him. He was like, I could easily have made a top things, top thing, top 10 things Kanye West did, like the stupidest things he's ever done. Mm -hmm. I could have made a negative video and that would have got more views. He's like, but no, I want to highlight, you know, the good stuff, mm -hmm. the, uh, the, you know, just be better at everything. Um, but yeah, so going right back to April, um, Full lockdown, nothing was happening in sports except for Half Thor Bjornsson's deadlift, which was, mm. you know, the 501. He was going for the record. A lot of controversy around that, but it was the only thing going on in sports. And we had him and Eddie Hall on back to back when we were live in Bodega Bay. That was freaking cool. I remember I was like, this, I mean, stamps us on the fitness realm of podcasts, you know, like these are the only two things that anybody's talking about because it's the only things that are happening right now. Yeah. And then we get a text from Mark like, hey, I guess who's going to be on? Oh, sick. And then the very next te text, oh, Eddie Hall's also going to be on. Like, what? The, like, that's insane. But it was freaking awesome. And both of those guys, I mean, right after that, you know, they were talking shit like crazy. But then they announced that they're going to fight each other. Which they said on our podcast. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, so cool. Dude. Who was it that said it first? Was it Eddie or Thor? Like, mm. I want to box you. I think it was Ed like someone mentioned boxing. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, I just remember Eddie Hall kept calling him a twat. Like yeah, non-stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. I can't remember who meant. Yeah, who mentioned it? But they're fighting, and it's going to be for like a million bucks, and it's yeah. what uh, February. I don't yeah. even know. Yeah, that's sick, though. Yeah, that's going to be. I'm going to watch that. They're they're lean too. They've leaned out. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both of them must have mm -hmm. had to drop weight, right? Because it's yeah. going to be it's going to be they're going to be gassed. They are going to be gassed. It's going to yeah. be crazy to see. Yeah, and then so moving on to to May, that's when. 2020 was in full effect uh so actually so ufos got announced by the government nobody cared um that was pretty cool but also murder hornets if you guys remember that that was a little scare for a couple of days there yeah uh but then ahmaud arbery um brianna taylor i think was just before that yeah and then george floyd you know the uh you know we had mm -hmm. daryl davis saying that it was the lynching of uh george floyd um that was a crazy month. And then that was also the same month that we had Daryl Davis on, uh -huh. but we had him back on after everything again, just because we needed some, we just needed somebody to talk to. And Daryl Davis was freaking incredible. Yeah. Loved that guy on the podcast. We should probably get him on again next year. Yeah. But that was probably the, I don't want to say the strangest year or month, but that was, I think the month that everyone's going to point back to and being like, dude, I can't believe all this happened this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy about all of that too, because again, the only reason why a lot of that was seen is because somebody had a camera phone out. Ahmaud Arbery, camera phone. Floyd, camera phone. Um, Brianna Taylor, that was actually going, that like, that happened a long time before it became mainstream. Mm -hmm. It just, because of what happened to George Floyd at the mm -hmm. time, it bumped up Brianna's, Brianna's death yeah. too. Yeah. So I think honestly though, we had, a lot of great guests on to talk about the police side of things and also the social side of things from like 
the perspective of a, a black man with C.T. Fletcher, mm-hmm. which I think was amazing. But I think one of the one of the best episodes that people may want to listen to for a little bit of a nuanced perspective is Ryan Tillman. Absolutely. That's an individual who um, his content on Instagram, man, uh, if you guys aren't following Ryan, I've mentioned him before, but he legit will pull up videos of cops and individuals who these cops are trying to detain. Sometimes these cops end up killing these individuals. But the great thing with Ryan is he comes from it from a blank perspective. Like if the cop was in the wrong, Ryan will say so. But if that person, if, if, if the cop actually had reason to do what he did and potentially sometimes shooting an individual, he'll say so too. And it's kind of hard to argue his logic when he puts it forward. It's emotions are taken out. I think me seeing that from that perspective helped me to kind of see the other side in a better way. So there's so many unfortunate things at play with any of these circumstances. But if you look at it a lot, a lot of times there's like drugs involved, right? So Mm. on one side you can say, we can, we can blame drugs, you know, or we can blame that drugs are, uh, you know, throughout our inner city and things like that. On the other side of things, though, can we admit that there's something wrong with the police officers? Because they should be able to handle the situation better. Mm-hmm. It, sh- it should be uh, George Floyd's situation. Like, it seemed like it was pretty much handled until the, other, until, uh, uh, the guy that ended up killing him uh, showed up on the scene, you know, to, and he he's the veteran police officer. Like, I got it, you know, and he's probably always the aggressor. He probably always mm-hmm. handled everything that way. And it probably always worked out. Uh, it worked out to his favor, probably usually if he just went in because maybe he didn't have a skill set or maybe he didn't have the um, or maybe he is racist. Maybe he didn't have the uh, the verbiage to communicate with somebody and say, hey, look, here's what's going on. Or maybe he didn't have the, and, but what, why didn't he have a skill set? He should. He's been a cop for a long time. He should understand like, hey, you know what? It doesn't really do you any good to talk with this guy or do anything other than, you know, handcuff him and keep him in the car. Yeah. And I think he said that he wanted to get out of the car and stuff, but like, he's high, right? I mean, it, it, by all accounts, it, they, they say that he was high. So why are you listening to someone that's high? And, and why are you, you know, just... Can the police officers have a better skill set? I think the answer is absolutely. And then what skill set is that? How much, how much of it, you know, but how about just a little bit more of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I think, you know, I think oftentimes it's uh, both people in those, in those circumstances are probably scared and nervous and being scared and nervous is not helpful in those situations. You need to like know what to do. I would imagine if somebody uh, got loud with Encima, like, I mean, on the street is weird because they might have like a gun or a knife, but you'd probably be calmer than the next person. And you'd probably size it up and just say, look, if something happens, like, I'm really prepared for this. I do this stuff every day. And if it's one on one, like, good luck to you, dude. You know, (laughs) but most other people would be nervous because they're like, I don't really know. I'm not really sure what I'll, you know, if that guy comes at me, I don't, you know, I don't know what to do. I think the police oftentimes are nervous or startled or whatever. And they think they need to like, you know, be so brutal sometimes. And maybe, maybe there's other ways of communicating. Maybe there's other ways of uh, getting out of the situation. I think with Floyd, I mentioned before, um, if they had similar law to what they have in Oregon, I'm not saying every state should have that, but maybe they would have looked at his like rap sheet or maybe he wouldn't even have one. 
because, you know, maybe his, I'm not, I'm not even aware of his other crimes. I just know that he had some, um, but maybe that maybe they're just kind of like petty things with some drugs. And if drugs were decriminalized, maybe they'd say, Hey, look, this guy doesn't have really a lot of offenses. He's not harming anybody. Mm-hmm. He might've had a fake bill or whatever. That, fake 20. <laughs> yeah. Fake 20 or whatever. Sir, go about your day, you know, straighten your shit up and get out of here or something like that. You know what I mean? I don't know. But uh, a lot of these things, um, they just, they seem, they seem to be things that we can control. They're things that we can fix. Um, And I don't know if like, you know, I don't, I don't know what all the protocol is, but I think we had a lot of great suggestions um, from people that have been on the show before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that, that whole situation set forth, I mean, protest not just in the States, but all over the, mm. the world. And I just, you, you hate to have to say something like it had to get to this point because people's lives were lost. But I mean, moving forward, I have to imagine everything's going to get a lot better. At least you would hope, right? Yes. So again, don't want to say like, you know, it, it, this had to happen for it to get better, but it did happen. So now let's just make sure it does get better. I think uh, in typical American fashion, we'll see like a swing to this other side and overcorrect, you know, just like when someone misses a field goal in uh, in football, they miss it to the left and then sure enough, they fucking miss it to the right. <laughs> and the third time they kind of get it right. And hopefully, yeah. you know, hopefully at some point we can figure out a way to get some middle ground. But the ugly truth of it all is that um, people really cared about each other after 9-11 happened as Americans, you know, people really came together but that died mm-hmm. that died you know just three four months well maybe like six months later mm-hmm. you know because now look at you know look at the situation we're in now um where you hear people say there's more racism than ever uh, circulating um and then people are trying to figure out a way to like uh like destroy racism or kill it somehow yeah um but i the only way that those things die off are as our older generation dies off and there's less people that are uh, straight up like one ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll have no ground to stand on to really be racist because you'll be a mix. You know, like I'm a, I'm a mutt. I'm a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. It, it already doesn't make any sense uh, because people aren't people don't even know what race they are anyway. And 23 and me, I think most of these things are bullshit. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't think they're super accurate. I'm not the only pure blood on air. Yeah, I think yeah. so. <laughs> Yeah, most people are like a most people are like a mix. Of, most people in the United States, I should yeah. say, mm-hmm. are are a mix of something, right? Um, and just the the idea of racism, the idea that your race is somehow inherently superior to other people's race, um, I, you know, there's no other way to put it. It's a completely uh, illogical, irrational thought process. There's mm-hmm. there's no there you can't. There's no other way around it. You can say that there's differences sometimes within races, but then once you start to say or show there's differences, then you have to say, look, there's a lot of differences in their environment as well. I remember, you know, hearing a study about uh, Nigerians, Nigerians in America versus Nigerians in Nigeria, and they're uh, they're like uh, fasting insulin, they're fasting blood sugar. The fasting insulin and fasting blood sugar of Nigerians in America was terrible. The fasting insulin and fasting glucose of Nigerians in Nigeria was amazing. So you can say, oh, Nigerians have this superior gene when it comes to carbohydrate, when it comes to the uptake of carbohydrates. And it's like, well, do they? Because like when they're in this other environment, they don't, you know, and same with 
any of us, you know, you put us in different environments. It's hard to really know. Is it our environment? Uh, is it our, you know, is it, uh, is it the environment and culture uh, that some of the Asian cultures have adapted to, to uh, have them uh, have really good grades in school and have them advance? I mean, a lot of, I don't know about you guys, but in my school, there was a couple kids that were taking college courses and they were in like 10th grade. Mm-hmm. They, none of them were, none of them were white. <laughs> none of them were black. None Same of them here. were Mexican. A lot of them were Asian. They were all, all Asian. Asian. Yeah. Mm. At least the ones I knew, mm-hmm. you know, going from my experience. The funny thing is someone's going to hear that and going to be like, oh, that's so messed up. But yo, that was the same <laughs> over in my school. There mm-hmm. were a few of these Asian kids who were already like in like college courses. Yeah. And then are Asian people way smarter or do they have the ability to learn faster or more? Maybe, but I, I doubt it. It's probably their environment. Cultural mm-hmm. importance. Probably, and education. Yeah. Yeah, they they yeah they put a, a real high importance on it, right? Yeah. Um, another thing that uh, came out in May, which again just draws more attention to this month being like a WTF month, is uh, the the population of Karens around the world, mm. oh, and people started filming and posting and just the, the whole name Karen and then like the haircut and all that was. Uh, I'm just you got to change your name at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And hairstyle. (laughs) I think honestly, though, the whole Karen thing, though, the Karen thing is great because um, for the longest like I've known about Karen's and like all of my all my black (laughs) friends have known about Karen's for years. It's like like it's normal to know that there are certain individuals who will just call the police on you if you if you Mm -hmm. look a certain way like Mm -hmm. that that was kind of known. But now that, like, As again, a a Karen was caught on camera, right? Like, everyone's like, "Oh my god, how did this happen?" Hey, we've known about this for a long time. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, like, I'm just being real. Right. That shit happens a lot. That's so funny. I remember the uh, that that hairstyle being the uh, I need to speak to the manager lady yeah. as well. <laughs> I think they might be related. That's so funny. Yeah, man. That oh, man. and then uh, I think I don't know if I mentioned it, but also if you guys remember Tiger King, like yep. that was the only thing that was on. Like anybody was talking about as far as what they're watching mm-hmm. what a crazy storm that was as well yeah. it was just perfect timing because everyone was at home and it's like <laughs> here's this this uh country singing weird ass show i it just was it was so bizarre but yeah it was entertaining i watched it i don't know mark did you end up watching it i watched some of it and the show couldn't have got any more weird like it just got weird i just remember weird, not like weird. it <laughs> i didn't really like it no, yeah. i remember yeah. he he came on here and yeah. he's like that's the dumbest thing <laughs> yes. i've ever seen and me and Sim were like oh okay yeah it is it sucks and but we're like still oh, full i on. still watched a lot of it i mean i watched a good amount of it yeah yeah uh just some some notable guests from that month we had aubrey marcus back on um but we also had paul saladino so him um andrew huberman and lay norton all came on this podcast before they went on to joe rogan i think that's very cool yeah we're you the know? we're the minor leagues baby yeah we're we the, made it. We're, the we're the trampoline we're the, we're the farm team is what <laughs> it's right. known the, yeah the slingshot what's a farm team can you explain so, uh so like in in the you know the big, in the big leagues in baseball slingshot backs are better than trampoline <laughs> slingshot does work so like every pro team in baseball has a farm team so like they're like dr- growing there yeah they, they, they like they steal some kid out of high school so they put him in their farm team till he gets good enough and then they yeah. pull him up to the pros he gets called up to the big show. Uh, very cool. So that's that's what we are right now. For right now, until we... Triple A or whatever they call it. Yeah, until we, you know, get big enough to compete with the Yankees. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was, you know, a fun, fun month. But also, huge highlight um, for me that I just... Because everyone loves it so much. You know, the fans um, of this podcast, listeners, um, 
May 20, sorry. Yeah. May 23rd was the first ever Mark Bell Saturday school. And the the response that we've gotten from those episodes has been freaking great. Um, I love seeing everyone comment on the YouTube channel, uh, you know, screenshot stuff on Instagram and post it to their stories. It's been a lot of fun. And then taking those clips with which if you guys, you've definitely seen them. So you're familiar. It's just audio. So a good fun challenge for me is just to get enough B-roll to cover, you know, big sections of whatever Mark talks about. That's extremely motivating. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I spent a lot of time. We've only done like 20 something episodes, but I've spent a lot of time on each one because, you know, it's just they're so great, you know, and it's just great stuff that like. Either somebody in 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 the building will ask Mark, a uh, fan, or sometimes we'll just walk in and he'll just be like, "Hey, what you got for me?" And I'll just think of something that I want to learn, mm-hmm. and I just ask Mark, and so I get a huge benefit from it. Um, and I, I just, I don't know, man, like I said, everyone loves that um, that format of a show. So I think it was it was freaking awesome to do that, Mark. Yeah, we have some amazing timing with some uh, guests and stuff as well. Like as you mentioned, oh, yeah. like. We had Huberman, and then like two weeks later, he was on uh, Rogan, which was probably already like in the books. Um, and then we've also kind of, you know, uh, intentionally had certain people on due to like circumstances that were happening, like the Attilus Gym uh, situation in New Jersey where they were getting fined yeah. uh, significantly. That That's actually one of my favorite shows from, from the year. I thought that those guys were uh, excellent. They were level-headed. They're trying to find a, a compromise. They're trying to find a way to still run their gym. They made their gym free. Um, they have every protocol possible to ensure that they're being as safe as possible while still kind of breaking the rules or the law. And by being open, they're not supposed to be open, but they said, fuck it, we're going for it. But then another one that kind of stands out to me is that we had Dave Castro on and, uh, we talked (laughs) a lot about like CrossFit and, uh, you know, the, how big CrossFit has grown and, and maybe some directions it was going to go in and so on. And then there was the uh, situation that happened with Greg Glassman, mm. where he basically, I, I guess you'd say he canceled himself. Yes, he did. By <laughs> making like disparaging remarks uh, on Twitter where he said something to the effect of like Floyd 19, Floyd 19 instead of COVID 19. But no one really knows what he meant. Uh, I, I have no idea why he's like, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to say. Uh, both things are so, uh, so such hot red button topics it, it would have been different actually I, I think if he was to say something like that on a podcast and he would explain himself and he had a halfway decent explanation for what the hell it is he was trying to uh, convey uh, it probably wouldn't have been such a problem but I do think that there were so many other things going on in CrossFit that people saw and whether they're true or not people were very frustrated with Greg Glassman and that statement uh, kind of just it it exploded uh, CrossFit for a minute there. Yeah. And I think, you know, they picked up the pieces and I, I think they'll totally be fine. And it's probably, probably a change that was needed to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, having Dave Castro on the show and having him kind of explain the beginning uh, of CrossFit and like where it all started and how it got to be, I think was really cool. Yeah. And it, and also um, it's funny because what was the name of um, the CrossFitter? He's a cook also. Mm. <laughs> What's his name? Um, oh, God, oh, he's going to hate me for this. Sh- oh, my God. <laughs> he was on our show? Yes, he was on yeah. our show. Uh, uh, him, him and his brother, and his Jack. Brother Jack. Swixer. Oh, Swixer. Um, uh, Matt Swixer. Matt Swixer. Matt 
Dude, sorry, but I, I just brother. had a total <laughs> brain fart, man. Had a total brain fart. But Matt was a CrossFitter. Uh, he is a CrossFitter, and uh, he was mentioning how like uh, we were just dumb with our questions for Dave Castro, like because we didn't know much. So some of the things that we asked him, CrossFitters were like, "Oh my God, you asked Dave Castro?" Yeah. That? Oh yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just because of like the uh, the affiliation that people have, like you kind of like, oh, you can't ask about this and that. Like yeah. you, you do, you kind of almost get blacklisted. And we did. And we did, but hey, we uh, Matt was like, but it was so cool that you guys asked him. But when you guys did, I was like, oh no, you can't ask that. Yeah. So yeah, that's funny. I forgot all about yeah. that. And now Dave's president, correct? Yeah, CrossFit. He, I don't yeah, know how he, that works. Yeah. He is. Yeah, he's the president, and they have a new uh, CEO, and uh, I think things are running fairly smoothly. I think some people deaffiliated or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of have moved on. Um, I'd say another podcast that I really liked a lot was when we had Tim Kennedy on, mm. um, his, his podcast was great. Again, that Attila's gym, I can't stop thinking about that one just because of the amount of work and time that those guys spend. I remember they were saying they were like living at the gym, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and they're, they're spending all this time away, uh, from their homes and people think it's a ploy for publicity or money or whatever, but it seemed like those are good hearted people that are really just trying to figure out a way to survive and not have their rights ripped away. So I think anyone that wants to like kind of learn and and know some of the impact that the coronavirus has had and some of the, not so much the coronavirus, but um, the, uh, the lockdown and the other things surrounding the coronavirus, I think should listen to that show because there's just such great uh, information. And then Tim Kennedy just, he had a lot of great solutions to many different things. We talked about, um, not that he had a solution for racism, but we, we talked a lot about systemic racism with him in particular. And he had a lot of great things to say that I think could be effective uh, in fighting against some of that. And he had a lot of great things to say in a wide range of mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, if you remember, he talked about uh, his military background. He talked about uh, his fighting background. He talked about the education system and how he's really kind of uh, more for uh, some untraditional education, which we're going to see a lot more of that. I think 2020, as I mentioned, you know, is, is a great year for people to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. All right, let's reevaluate, you know, how police do stuff. Oh, well, if we're looking into the police, maybe we should look into the fire department because maybe there's things we could do better there. Yeah. There's all these crazy fires here in California. Are there things that we can do that are preventative in advance to prevent those fires? Um, from people I know, I've heard there are things, you know, maybe we need to invest more time, more money into that. I don't know where you get the money from or propose that I know anything about any of that, but these are all things you can reevaluate. Should we reevaluate our education system? I think it's a great time because how long has that education system been intact and is it really that effective? Who is it really benefiting? You know, my dad used to kind of say, you know, there's like 25% of the people, uh, you know, that are ahead and there's like another portion of the class that's behind. And maybe there's like a chunk of 20% of the people in the class are getting like a, a, a real benefit, you know? And so that, that doesn't seem to be effective. You know, if you got like 40 kids in a class and, you know, just a handful of them or 10 of them or something like that are getting the main benefit of it. And then all the other kids are, are either way too far ahead and bored with the class or the other kids are way too far behind and not getting shit from it. Cause they're just not learning or they don't care where their situation is. What are some ways, you know, what are some ways that we can, uh, e- even with children, I think, you know, children are seen and not heard, but what if you actually heard them, listen to them, 
And what if, you know, what if uh, somebody in a position to teach said, hey, what do you want to learn? And you said, you're nine years old. You're like, I want to learn about Minecraft. And you say, all right, cool. Mm. Here's what we're going to learn about Minecraft. Like, and you, I don't know, you take them through uh, some steps of like, you know, what Minecraft is and how it was created. Or you look up, let's see who invented it. Who invented it and why? Oh, look, it's invented by, it's not invented by a major company. It's invented by this guy. Oh, let's look at this guy. Well, you investigate or look into that person and you do like a book report on that person. Like what's wrong? Hey, let's play the game a little bit. Let's tell me about what you like about it. You know, what's cool about it. And then you also have to explain to the kid, Hey, you know, we're not going to play Minecraft all day. (laughs) You know, we're going (laughs) to, we're going to do some other stuff. What else are you interested in? And they might just mention another video game. That's when you got to try to say, Hey, do you like, do you like football? Like soccer? Do you like, you know, like to uh, climb ropes or what do you, what do you like to do? What's, that was, what's that the name of our, uh, Matt Board Yep. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Um, one thing about that, that was just like so shocking was just the agency that they gave those kids. Like imagine if all kids were just like, that's the way that they were taught. They were, they were taught to have independence, to have independent thought, not to think the way everybody else in their classroom thinks or do the same mm-hmm. exact things. That was pretty crazy. But one thing about Tim Kennedy, which I think kind of goes back to what we were talking about as far as the environmental effect uh, that the environment has on mm-hmm. youth. Tim went into some things there that some people would find fairly uncomfortable. And I think that you just have to listen to the podcast yeah. to understand what I'm talking about. But um, Tim has his views on that views that I actually agree with. And they're very, I guess, most people would find taboo to talk about. Mm. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But Tim has some really good views there. So you guys should check that one out. Yeah. And then the, uh, so the Ian Smith and Frank Trumbetti episode was episode 443. And a, a common comment that comes in all the time on that episode is people talking about how Ian Smith did kill a young, oh. young man yeah. from drunk driving. And um, obviously we're not going to, you know, say like, you know, we're not going to okay that, but the reason why we all know a lot about that is because Ian Smith has come out and done videos on that, that taught that subject. Numerous videos. So, you know, you, again, I, I don't, I'm not going to say like, Oh, it's fine. He's admitted that it, it was his mistake, but I mean, he's, he's owning up to it. He's not like trying to ignore it. We didn't talk about it on that episode at all because mm-hmm. there was no need to, because we were talking about something else, mm-hmm. but for anybody that's stuck on that one thing, I mean, again, you know about it because he's talked about it, right? You know, like, again, not obviously that family's not going to just move on. So I'm not going to tell anybody to do that. But for that one episode, if you can just focus on that topic that we're speaking of, I think you'll get a lot from that episode. Yeah. Those situations are tough because you're like, well, shit, man, is the guy's whole life ruined forever well you could say well it should be because he killed somebody mm-hmm. you know so those situations are are really tough but all you can do is uh you know judge people on how they they how they deal with situations like that and, and not in what they say but in their actions and it looks like he has good actions today again that's probably not enough for the family that right. you know he ended up uh you know killing the other kid or whatever or whatever happened in that situation i'm not really 100 percent aware but um, those are horrific things, but, um, you know, it's good to see that he's trying to do something better. Uh, it's good to see that he changed. I think he had a, I think he mentioned having some hard times in the past and maybe, uh, alcohol or drugs, maybe those were things that he, uh, couldn't defeat, uh, at that time. 
Yeah. And then, um, so moving on to July was a huge month. Uh, we had Flex Wheeler on. It was a very emotional podcast episode. Yeah. That was, I mean... To this day, we still get so much traction on the uh, the short clip that we cut out from yeah, that he, episode. And he ended up being on a bunch of other podcasts oh, yeah. and stuff as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was a huge slingshot. <laughs> yeah, London Real, I think he ended up on, and mm-hmm. a couple other ones. Yeah. It's bodybuilding Yoda. Man, yeah. the, the, the amount of, I feel, uh, vulnerability that he had on that episode mm-hmm. with, like, the... I guess, honestly, the ability that he knew himself when he was younger. Like, he, he was talking about how confident everybody else thought he was but he was actually extremely scared the whole time and the reason why he was acting out so much was to (laughs) put a face forward you know what i mean just like the vulnerability in that episode was something something pretty crazy that that Mm. i didn't expect him to say a lot of things i didn't expect Mm -hmm. him to say but that was a really good one yeah so same month the uh, slingshot turned 10 Oh my God. Yeah. 10 year anniversary. It was amazing. Um, on the 13th of that month, we actually had an episode dedicated to that. But yeah, I mean, Mark, what do you, I mean, 10 years ago, do you see this or did you maybe see something, but you just weren't sure? <laughs> I'll answer it by saying Steve Jobs quote where he said, you can't connect the dots moving forward. You can only do so moving backwards. So it's easy for me to say now, like, yeah, kind of saw this coming because i connect all the dots very yeah. easily yeah. of of my background and all and of the things that i've done it completely adds up and makes a lot of sense but no i didn't really know um i've always been like a dreamer though i've always thought like big things for myself um that i never really thought were uh like so large that i wouldn't be able to obtain them mm. like i never really thought about being like a millionaire necessarily and even now I I don't think about being like a billionaire but I wouldn't rule it out of the question like I have a lot of other inventions and ideas and creations that I don't know where it will lead me I don't have any idea um but I mean I always had an open mind towards um being successful I always did want to be wealthy I always wanted to be rich from the time I was a kid I was pretty fascinated by it from the standpoint of like that's really cool. You can just, like, I would love the ability just to go buy whatever I want. Kind of like, I think that's pretty neat. Yeah. And I was around a lot of money from, uh, from seeing my dad, you know, my, the basement of our garage was converted into half of it was my dad's tax practice. And the other half of it was our weight room. So money and weights kind of always went together. Cause when I would get done lifting, I would go over and like, say what's up to my dad. He'd be in between appointments and he'd be like, Hey, I made 700 bucks today. And he was like, show me the money that he made. And he would tell me like who he made it from. And a lot of times it was like friends or people that we knew from the church or, um, or even family members. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, why are you charging your friends and family members? But you know, he's providing a service. Like it's not, not free. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I always just found, I found all that to be really interesting and fascinating. I never really cared a ton about like money and status necessarily, but I did think it was great um, that as a kid, when I was little, when I was really young, we, we couldn't afford a lot of things. We couldn't do certain things. And then I saw my dad, you know, being able to get climb the ladder in IBM and then later get released from IBM and then uh, pivot off of that and have his own business and do really well with, with that and I was able to see us kind of climb, you know, climb back up and be able to 
kind of have, I mean, within reason, you know, have at least have, you know, have anything that anyone else on the block had. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if we didn't have like a boat or anything like that when I was a kid, but like, if we wanted one, we could, we could have had one. My uncle had one. Mm. Um, we had weights in our garage. We had a pool. We like, you know, we weren't like, uh, we, we weren't, um, rich by most standards, but I would say that we were rich because we could, you know, we had Nintendo and Nintendo games and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we just had fucking excess shit and tons of food in the fridge and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So in, in a year, 2020 that, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, it's 2020's fault. Um, where businesses did have to, you know, close up shop. Um, Slingshot was able to release the infinity loop, the mammoth band, infinity loop, max mammoth band, max deadlift slippers, mobility pack, a training backpack, slingshot briefs, Shaker cup, everyday sleeves, a multi-sport belt. We even did a uh, beat the boredom pack that our buddy Matthew Balcom reminded us of, but also the uh, the bicep board. And this was the same month that we had Mike Frank on, you know, you know now friend of you know Mark Bell and the, the, the you know the podcast, right? But like, how sick is that? Naming off that list, like I shit, I've, I forgot like more than half of them. Mm. But like, uh, how cool is that? That's it's, gotta, that's gotta yeah. feel amazing, Mark. Yeah, it is. It, it's great. You know, we have a great team mm-hmm. where I don't have to uh, invest as much time in those things anymore. So that works out really well. We can make them faster. Mm. Uh, shout out to our boy Tom, who's, yes. who's been uh, been working his face off, helping helping design products. And sometimes uh, some of these have even been collaborative to the point where uh, he'll get his name mentioned in patents and stuff like that, Sick. which I think is exciting and and, and cool. Um, so yeah, it's been great. And I just think, you know, it's, it's exciting, but I'm always like, that shit's pretty cool. But like, wait till you see what comes out next. And I've been saying (laughs) that forever. Um, but that's just kind of, maybe that's just the mindset that will always be, I'm I'm trying to, uh, be done with a lot of this stuff, not this stuff, not this podcast, but trying to be done with most of this work stuff by 45. And the clock is ticking because I'm 44. <laughs> so I basically have uh, one more year uh, until I can kind of maybe remove myself more from stuff. But I don't even know what that will involve. And I don't even know what the fuck I'll do. Other than that, I just know that just in seeing like other friends like wear themselves out and things like that. I'm like, it, it doesn't have to necessarily happen at 45, but it would be nice if it did. Um Obviously, I'd still be working on other stuff. I'm in the middle of starting a supplement company, so um, you know I don't know I don't know how that'll uh, work out. But there's probably like there's probably about four or five more ideas that are pretty big, and then I don't know what will happen after that. I don't know. A lot of these ideas have been like in me forever. They've been with me for a long time. And there hasn't really been anything new. There's some stuff that I haven't talked about that would be new to everybody else. Um, but uh, I think I'll be able to get most of them done within like the next year or at least the blueprint for all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So July was a huge memorable month for everybody. But that was the month that I announced that I was going to have a baby. Oh, my God. Yeah. Congo. Yeah. Um, I haven't told you guys, but we do have a name. Oh shit! Shall I reveal? Yes. So 
I've always liked that my initials are AZ. I don't know. Hey, I appreciate it, but I think it's a little ridiculous naming your kid after me. But thank you. SEMA, <laughs> right, you, you want to name him in SEMA? Somebody told you guys That's already. <laughs> Mark Anthony Zaragoza. Golly. It's going to be Mark and SEMA O'Hearn Zaragoza. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Sounds very... Uh, it sounds very Elon Musk of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So I, I wanted it to be an A. So any, any maybe any guesses? Aaron. Um, nope. Apollo. Nope. Getting closer. Uh, but, but. Alex. Nope. So we don't have a middle name, but his first name will be Aurelius. Woo! <laughs> yeah. I'm stuck. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just feel like everybody wanted you know to be Andrew Jr. I, I'm I'm thinking his middle name might some be something along those lines, but yeah, I just I just it one day I was just like, oh, that's definitely it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Marcus really says had a huge impact on me, but my my thing is like I'm thinking like if he ever loses his way, he can just look within his name, mm-hmm. right, and he'll find his way. There you go. <laughs> yeah so yeah that's that's july for me man and you need to save this part of the podcast clip for when he's like five or seven yeah uh, i'll be like yeah you gotta look within yourself he's gonna be like what and then by then you know within supplements will be huge mm-hmm. so like go buy some protein <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's but, yeah. awesome andrew thank you yeah, yeah. Well, i mean thank you for showing me stoicism because right. that's like i said huge impact on me and my family, you know, sometimes I'll have my sister that she'll, <clears throat> she'll call me and she'll be like, you know, stressed out about something. And I'll be like, hold on, like, give me a second. I'll pull out like daily stoic and I'll just read or something. Oh, cool. And she, she, I mean, she calls me to for that, for that specific reason. So since we're on this topic, we did have Ryan holiday. I'm yeah, not sure what we absolutely that was, did. But. Yeah. So that was actually the same month. No, oh. no, sorry. That was August. That was the mm. next month. But okay. August again, another like, oh my gosh, here we go, 2020. Uh, we lost um, Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one hurt, man. Yeah, that one was uh, that one was pretty sudden too. Yeah, and, and the crazy thing though is like people were putting out videos. There was a video of him when he was like really skinny. You probably have seen it. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. super skinny, and people were like, "Oh, what are you doing? Have you are you eating? Why are you so small?" Blah blah. People are making fun of him. Not knowing that this mm-hmm. was the cancer and then he, and then he, you know, goes. Yeah. So that was just a, Hey, you don't know what people are going through. He made multiple movies for yeah. four years while he had cancer in pain, didn't, in pain. didn't tell anybody once they never complained. Yeah. At least that we know, of, you know, that's, but yeah, uh, California was on fire again. Mm. Uh, WAP, WAP, WAP dropped. Mm. <laughs> the song WAP. That's a classic. <laughs> Instant <laughs> a, classic. A, a classic American, yeah. Uh, Folk song. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, singing around the campfire. We, we heard <laughs> of the, uh, the, the, the case, <laughs> case demic with Ivor Cummins. And that was another episode that kind of got people fired up mm-hmm. because of what he said. Another guy who put out a lot of statistics. Yeah. Just facts. Statistics. It was really good. Yeah. Lots of graphs. A lot of them I, I don't understand, but I'll still retweet them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He, Just he, because uh, I trust him. He really crushed it. I hope that he, uh, goes through with making that remember he was talking about making a documentary about it mm, that's yeah. right yeah hopefully that's still... oh i think i saw that oh shit maybe that was something else but i think i just recently saw something about that coming to fruition mm-hmm. so yeah hopefully it does work out also uh just because she was dope um, michaela peterson was on that same mm-hmm. month in august that was freaking dope 
Uh, let's see what else do we have. Uh, another Saturday School episode, which was really awesome in September, was Mark's hit list. It was his uh, powerlifting hit list. Um, again, another Saturday School episode that resonated really, really well with a lot of people. That was all those episodes are really good, but that one was fun. Yeah, we're having it, fun with that. It was just Mark just explaining how he just wanted to crush everybody in powerlifting mm. and like where that whole competitive edge came from. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then, so after not having anybody in studio for a really long time at that point, we had our buddy Mark Lobliner come in and you guys had the, uh, the outright bar live on air. Oh man, that thing's great. That was, that's a really good bar. I would say that's that and the hero bar, are the two best bars that you can buy. <laughs> I think the hero bar has like less carbs in general. Like, so the hero it's bar less is calories, less calories. Hero bar is only like 170, 180, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's less calories, but they're like hero bars. Three hundred. It's the hero bar and the outright. Who's bar. counting though? <laughs> in terms of the taste, they're really good. I think a kid might like the outright bar better mm-hmm. than a hero bar, but I don't know. I never tried it. Yeah, never tried it with kids, but the outright bar is uh, is really good. Mark did a great job with it. It was great having him in studio, uh, get an opportunity to train with him and mess around a bunch and go over some uh, bench pressing stuff and he was showing me some bodybuilding stuff and mm-hmm. I don't know how he's I don't know if he competed yet oh he must have competed about now yeah. right because he was competing in like December or something like that uh, so. I don't remember what was the reason but he had to pull out oh, so yeah. he, he didn't end up competing mm. and he looked good he was lean. Yeah, yeah yeah so that's why I, I have to go back and figure out why but he was very open about it you know you guys need to go listen to that episode because it was super funny oh yeah he was he was was a lot of fun yeah i think something (laughs) we said something in the beginning that was just wrong Mm. so yeah uh, we started off on the wrong right foot yeah it was great (laughs) um real quick though but uh we'll just october was another 2020 year month whatever you want to call it um we lost our biggest fan uh Mama Bell, Rosemary right. Bell. Um, and of course, in very Mark Bell fashion, just absolutely, I, I can't even put it into words, but the day his mom died, he sent a Saturday school episode. St- started out, I recorded this the day I lost my mom. It really, really hit me, dude. Because like, I got so motivated because I'm like, I was shook, right? And here you are sending this and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so it made me step my game up. So right. thank you so much for that. Yeah. As I said, mama didn't raise no bitch. Yeah. You know, she like, uh, she did coddle me and she did, you know, love me and smooch me and hug me a bunch. But, um, and she filled me with a lot of confidence, but, uh, she also, um, I think made me aware of life situations and just being able to, uh, be able to handle some of the tough situations in life rather than, you know, shying away from them. It, she couldn't really do that herself, but she knew that that was the key. And, uh, I learned that from her. And so, you know, I'll always be thankful and grateful, uh, for the time that I did have with her. Absolutely. Um, yeah, damn rest in peace. Mama bell, our biggest fan. Um, November we're moving right along is when we had Mike Isertel back on <laughs> and within the first five minutes, he talks about going Anaconda style on your favorite bodybuilder because he does partial range of motion. I think one of the best parts of that episode <laughs> though was you two going back and forth because <laughs> <Right. of> you. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. I get in my car and I like, totally forgot that we had a show, even though like, I think there was mention of it earlier in the day or something. I don't remember. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I wanted to reach out to him, but it just, I think it just would have, 
made everything worse but i'm like ah fuck dude i'm sorry i forgot i was the one that's supposed to remind mark and i didn't because it was like like, i'm glad you're so prepared for this because you're in your car or whatever yeah i'm glad you take me serious that you're in your car but yeah that was that was fun because me and Ensema thought you were like, like, yeah, we're all going to be in the studio. And I'm like, oh, sh-. I'm like, Mark, I'm so sorry, dude. I didn't know you were going to be in Bodega. And you're like, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to be here either. Or you said I sure didn't know. And so that was fun. But that episode was another just Mike Isertal. If there's somebody that we could ever have like on retainer to have once a month, like it would definitely be him. <laughs> yeah, he's fun. He's really fun. It was still a killer episode. It was still a killer I think Ensema ate two bars during the show. Uh, almost. I just didn't want, you know. I, I was, I was wondering. I'm like, man, it, you're but... patient. You, you took you this long to eat one. <laughs> yeah, but I've just been kind of waiting to finish. So yeah. I'll do that now. Another fun episode. What's that? Was, Blueberry? Uh-huh. That's the best one, by the way. Mm-hmm. Blueberry Is that cobbler. Mm-mm. That was really that one. Nah. It's really good. Nope. I might have to grab blueberry on the way home. Blueberry is the best one. And then that chocolate caramel or whatever it's called. Pecan. Pecan. Mm. Oh, Don't that. sleep on the peanut butter one, though. There's a peanut butter one? <laughs> <laughs> There's a peanut butter hero bar? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No peanut way. butter chocolate hero bar. Yeah. I that's the that. best one. I never had it, but that's the best one. You already know. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I thought you guys had it already. I haven't. No, I didn't know it existed. Dude, we got to talk to these hero this people. Is, this is news to me. 2020. Thanks a lot. Thanks uh, for nothing. Episode 447, The Social Dilemmas, Tim Kendall. That was another good episode. Mm-hmm. Mm. That whole, that documentary was great. But what, what was that in SEMA? I can't hear you. Damn it. <laughs> Keep going. I, I want to talk about this. Tim, <laughs> Tim Kendall was awesome. He was the uh, former president of uh, Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was in charge of like getting ad revenue or ads for mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he knows a lot about keeping people. Yeah, you know, and the stuff that he was saying, you know, with his uh, with his new app, you know, he's like, oh yeah, I have this app, and we've been around for like a year, and he's like, I got seven million people on. It's like, wait, what? You got seven million people on there already? Mm -hmm. You've only been around for a year. Mm -hmm. But uh, his app, you know, kind of helps support people to you know just not be on social media too much. I think it's a an app that has some transparency to it, to where other members of the family or whoever you want to share it with can see how much time that you're spending on there. So someone can kind of look and say, Hey, you know, and, and the whole family can do that with each other. So you can, uh, I guess you can, um, keep yourself accountable yeah. by not being on there too much. Yeah. I think, um, first off, like having him on, but also in seeing that documentary, I think it kind of echoed a lot of the issues that we've been having in 2020, as far as like social, um, interaction, mm-hmm. I noticed in, in myself and the circles of people that I, I have on Facebook and friends, like how, you know, how, how in an echo chamber, every individual is if like you pay attention to some things on the left, everything that you yeah. consume is going to be on the left. If you pay attention to some things on the right, everything you consume is going to mm-hmm. be on the right. I even saw it in like when I had searched certain things for after a while, all of my recommended stuff and all the things I'd see would be from these individuals that might lean right. And then I'd have to go and actually search for things on the mm-hmm. other side to get a different perspective. So I think that podcast definitely helped highlight a lot of things of why we're having such crazy issues as yeah. a society this, this year. Yeah. Why there's like such a huge uh, deviation between sides, mm. you know, like, and, it, and it's funny cause like, you know, we talk about PS5 and Xbox usually off air, but like, I didn't even really know the console wars well, was, a war. it was, it's a, it's toxic, mm-hmm. but like I've always had a PlayStation, so I've never paid attention to anything Xbox. Yeah, and now, then you just dropped and became a peasant. 
Yeah, that's all good. Uh, I, next, the, next subject. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, po- <laughs> Pony, please. It's called Xbots. I know, I know. I'm joking. <laughs> but it's so funny because, yeah, I'll follow like a bunch of like Xbox accounts on Twitter. And like yeah. now that's all I see is like people shitting on PlayStation. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you guys are like, you know that it's also a dope system too. I don't really get it, but yeah. it'll all be solved because I got an Oculus. Mm. <laughs> that shit's so amazing. Andy told me about how he's been watching some VR pornography, mm. <laughs> and I told him, your mind. I told him don't do it because it's like apps. It's gonna suck you in. But this man, he doesn't listen. You are a terrible he liar. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm, I'm telling Insuma about this Oculus, and that's the first thing that comes up. And I'm like, I've already decided no porn will be on this device. Good, because. I just don't want to crack that door open. I think Mark is like, how did we get here? Because <laughs> he's just been watching. For reals. All right. Uh, An Oculus is the VR glasses? Yes. So sick, dude. Yes, it is. I'll bring it in one day. I just... I don't the, think I knew you could watch porn on there. I thought it was just like a video game. We've thing. spoken about or is this it just an internet a long time ago. <laughs> no, no, I, I know if it I has a screen, some... there's going to be porn on it. Oh, okay. It just, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. They make everything for porn. Yes. Pretty much. It might've been the thing that advanced it because when I put this thing on for like the first three <laughs> seconds, I knew that. All right. It should, so speaking of porn, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so like when you, when you have these phones, right, you got oh. these like new phones, right. Mm-hmm. And the phone can send, like the new phone, the iPhone 12 can take like this, these crazy fucking videos, right? But you can't really do anything with them. You can't really send them to anybody. How come the porn sites are the only ones that have shit figured out? Like you can watch that shit in 720p if you want. If you want it quick and easy, you can, you can, wa- you can watch it in a different format. When you have your phone, why can't you choose what format that you right. send it in? I know you can record it in yeah. smaller files or whatever, but... You try to send that shit to somebody and they got this giant file and they can't do anything with it. So it's so funny. So the, uh, like when you're on YouTube and uh, you, you scroll over a video and it shows a clip, like it shows like, you know, like still images of the clip. Uh, I remember seeing a tweet from, I think, I think it was Pornhub. But they were like, Hey, where did you guys get that feature from? Mm. Cause it was theirs. Yeah. They got so much money that. But it's like, yeah, why, why, why is the porn industry the leading like thing in media? Like it shouldn't, but it is. It really is. It's always pushing forward. Taking over. Literally. Always. And back and pushing forward again. Back oh. and forth over and over. Uh, yeah. In December, Mike Tyson came back. That was oh, a fun event. That was awesome. Yeah. We had Blake the Beast McKernan on from. Who was part of the card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, so Sacktown boy, that was. That was cool having him on, but Mike Tyson coming back was sick because we all just want to see him fight someone else. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how I, I, in my opinion, that's how I know that it was, that he still has it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was, that was freaking That dope. was cool. Mm-hmm. Who else? Uh, Bickman. Rec- yeah. I was going to say more recently we had Benjamin Bickman on. Dude, that episode. Such a good episode. That's the one. Okay. Everyone, you need to go listen to that one too. Mm-hmm. If, you're all, if you've been wondering about insulin resistance and it's always just been something that's a little bit too difficult to understand that's an episode to listen to because he made it very easy to yeah. understand yeah. digestible yeah very. and then even making it even more digestible i have like some some clips coming out that uh, have been coming out we have another one uh short like little power bite style clip from that episode drop mm-hmm. in tomorrow at 9 a.m or today depending on what time you're listening to this but yeah that and then today's podcast it's been one hell of a year guys it's been amazing 
we're uh we're finishing up we've got like a couple more days here in this mm-hmm. month yeah just uh yeah i don't know two days right give or Come take I, don't, I usually don't know what day it 31 is. days or 30 days 29 31 okay 31. so we have two, two days yeah two days yeah something like that but yeah so we're looking at over 5.5 million downloads this year that's awesome man that was the year before yeah like 3.7 nice so we keep growing we're and heading upward yeah and i i don't want to like harp on covid and all that stuff because we still we podcasted damn near every single day but those first two months before everything really hit i mean we shot out the gate like fucking just like a bat out of hell mm-hmm. and then you know people stopped commuting and the podcast did take a hit i'm not gonna act like we didn't um downloads kind of that first month we're like what's going on and then eventually we started getting the hang of things you know I never did full remote podcast before this year. So there was a learning curve, but then people started paying attention. People started submitting, you know, comments saying like, thank you guys for being the only thing that's on, you know, like we, yeah, dude, we, we, <laughs> we made it through. We, we lifted through it. Right. But yeah, with the podcast. Yeah. And if people want to, you know, something to listen to, that's not talking, you know, constantly about, uh, the, uh, negative bullshit like mm-hmm. the news is right come listen to our show we have a more positive message and we're just trying to help people move forward mm-hmm. yeah and we didn't shy away from rough topics yeah right? you know like i said we had batar on but we had daryl davis on you know whatever the hell was going on we i don't want to say like oh we just talked about what everyone else was talking about but when it comes to like other fitness related podcasts we, we were talking about everything else that everyone else wasn't you know, nobody wanted to touch some of those topics and we did. Yeah, right. it's pretty awesome. And I have one thing that I'm very happy about just personally for the three of us is that I think that was the first time that we started using Zoom for podcasts, right? I don't remember doing that before that, right? So we, we would occasionally, but I think I was still using Skype because I just didn't know how to use Zoom. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, it was the first time that just like yeah, we did we, that from yeah, different oh, places. Sorry, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah, yeah from no, different places. Full remote podcast. That was the first time, and that's dope. Like we can, if ever there's a time that we just for some reason we just can't make it here, we can do exactly. That. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and got options. And listening yeah. to you know other podcasts that we're still trying to figure it out, I was like, oh my gosh, like we sound better. You know, like the the podcast sounds better, and somebody that's. Tr- that only pays attention to that on this you know, side of the table. Mm. I'm like sick. Like I'm happy that we are able to figure out a way how to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. 2021, we'll get a, a whole new podcast setup. Hell yeah. Probably in like April or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wow. Sure. Uh, we'll see. There's really no rush. We just need to want to get one done. So we're excited, but, uh, so we got that coming and then, um, you know, tw- hopefully in 2021, we can get, you know, more great guests, um, not not to sell ourselves short, but we also had a lot of great episodes uh, this year. So maybe Andrew, maybe in the show notes, you can put a couple that you think were uh, the most beneficial to people. Um, but go back and, you know, really uh, listen to some of these episodes. There's there's so much great information in them. Uh, a lot You're going to get a lot of nutrition. You get a lot of training through uh, some of the stuff from Mike Isertel, Stan Efferding. Um, even uh, Eddie Hall and even uh, Hapthor Bjornsson and some of those guys. I mean, we have some of the strongest people. We have some of the uh, best talented people mm. uh, in specific fields on the show. And uh, we personally don't see huge difference between running the show ourselves versus having guests on. But I think it's important to shed light on guests and it's important to uh, bring you guys different information said 
differently from different people to give you a different experience uh, rather than just us, uh, you know, bullshitting. And uh, we think it's great that you like that. And we will continue to do um, a lot of those shows, but we'll also continue to uh, seek out some good uh, guests and uh, we'll see who we can come up with in 2021. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you guys are here in the, and whether it's the comments on YouTube or uh, on the podcast app, if you leave a review, let us know your favorite episode of the year. So if you did have a favorite guest, Write that down, because I'm curious what you guys actually really like this year. That's actually very cool. Yeah, if you haven't this year, if you haven't written a review, just as a huge thank you for the entire year of content that we've brought. If you guys could please leave us a review on iTunes. Don't just star it, actually star it, then write it. And I, yeah, definitely put five stars. <laughs> but yeah, let us know who your favorite guest was this year. And then maybe we'll just, I don't know, keep doing follow-ups with that guest. Mm-hmm. Run it back. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take us on out of here, Andrew. Yeah, sure. I absolutely will. Um, I definitely want to give a huge, huge thank you to Piedmontese, to Free Sleeve, and to Element Electrolytes for sponsoring the podcast this year. Your guys' support was incredible. I mean, I don't know. We we have, I don't know how many Free Sleeves each. Uh, Piedmontese kept us fed all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, when pandemic struck and there was like no meat in the stores, they kept sending us meat. So... Thank you guys so much, Joe, everybody there at uh, Piedmontese. You guys are freaking awesome. I'm currently drinking Element Electrolytes right now. Uh, So I I did drink one of those rain orange sickle. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for this Element, I'd probably have a huge headache from all that caffeine. I'd be so dehydrated right now. So anyways, uh, links to all of our, our sponsors, all three of them, you know, we we try our best not to give you guys like a shit ton of ads before each episode. So we try to keep it down to a minute. Uh, please support them because they support us. Uh, also because they're just freaking great companies, great products. Uh, we're not going to bring you some BS that we actually don't use and we don't believe in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all links to those will be down in the YouTube and Facebook description, as well as the podcast show notes. Uh, please, please, please make sure to follow on the podcast at Mark Bell's power project on Instagram at MB power project on Twitter. Uh, please subscribe right here to YouTube. We're so close to 50,000 subscribers. I would love to hit that by the end of the year. So if you're not subscribed, like the 70% of you that are just watching, Watching without subscribing, uh, just hit that subscribe button. At least, just you know, whatever. Just, just do it. Um, my Instagram is at I am Andrew Z. And if you want to talk about VR gaming and Xbox and all that good stuff and make fun of the ponies, uh, it's at I am Andrew Z on Twitter as well. And Sima, and Sima Yang on Instagram and YouTube, and Sima Yin Yang on Twitter. Mark at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch you all later. Bye.